this point. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. And um, I'll say this a few days early. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, pray that you have a pray that you have a good a good week. And uh, we'll have we'll have that dinner tomorrow night. It's going to be a special dinner. You won't want to miss it. Uh, not that the menu is the menu's always good, but we've added a few things um, this year, and so uh, you you will if you come to eat, you will enjoy the dinner. So, and uh, so anyway, and I say thank you to the team that will serve that tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know that I ever recognize the folks that do all of the many things to serve and love on our community and. Uh, just praise God for the, uh, for the opportunity to be the church. Turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2. Last, last week we talked about His Word, and we talked about the importance, the importance of His Word. We talked about the fact that His Word is the foundation that we, that we stand upon. And, and, and we, cannot, we cannot deviate from, from, a, from the Word of the Lord um, it is inerrant, it is inspired, it is infallible. It is the unchanging eternal Word of God that has lasted through many, through many things. And uh, the, word of, the Word of God stands today. And now we move into, uh, move into a new piece of, of Peter's message to those to those elect exiles, to those sojourners, to those pilgrims, to those ones who are scattered, who are scattered abroad, who are scattered abroad from where Peter is, uh, the church, the church, and this is a message to the church. And not only is he talking to those elected exiles or those sojourners, he's talking to we sojourners, he's talking to we pilgrims, and and. So let's, uh, let's read a bit, and then we'll uh, see where the Lord leads us, starting in verse 4 of chapter 2. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but, have ne but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, and that when they speak against you as evildoers, 
they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's go to the word, Lord in prayer for just a moment. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, your word is true. Lord, your word speaks to us in ways we don't even realize it speaks to us. So, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would illuminate this word. Lord, that we would understand, that we would understand your message through Peter. And, Lord, I, I just pray over this, over this community of believers. Lord, I pray that whatever is going on in their lives, Lord, that they would put their trust, their faith, their hope in you. And Lord, that you, that you, the only one, the only one that can bring comfort, the only one that can bring healing, the only one that can, that can do what only you can do. Lord, you can, you can save us from our sin. And Lord, you've, you've paved the way for that. We, we, simply, we simply must believe and, and repent and give our lives over to you. Lord, we love, we honor, we praise you. All this your most precious and holy name. Amen. So it's saying, come, come, coming to him as to a living stone. Okay, so Jesus is that first, is that first living stone. He is that one rejected by men. He is that one that was rejected by, by those the whole time he was here doing his earthly ministry. Believe me, they were rejecting him. They were rejecting him. They still to this day reject him. But he is the first true living stone. This church has no purpose apart from Jesus. This church has absolutely no purpose. No, nothing can happen here apart from Jesus. We must, we must see Jesus in everything we do. We must point people to Jesus in everything that we do, in everything that we say. If we serve dinner tomorrow night and Jesus is not the focus of our dinner tomorrow night, then all we've did, did, done is feed, fed people's bellies. All we've done is put food in their belly. We've not fed them what, what is the most important thing. But Jesus is that living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God. Chosen by God and precious. Man has said many things. Man has done many things. But praise God, but praise God, His word is true. Praise God, Jesus came, did what Jesus had to do, and that was die on the cross for you and I. And then he says, you also as living stones. So now, so now he's talking about the church. He talked about that one true living stone. But now he talks about and, and the stone by, on, which, on which the church is built. And now he talks about the living stones. He talks about each one of us that are a part of the church. He talks about each one of us a part of the church. Now you've got to understand something. You've got to understand something. A, a, a change... A change of understanding is occurring back then, and, and, and that understanding has to, be, has to be understood today. Okay, so the, so the living stones who are being built into a spiritual house, in other words, the church, the church is being built, made up of all of these living stones. Each one of us um, make up a living stone, so, so the church is growing in two ways. The church is growing in two ways. More living stones are being added to the church. And then the living stone being ourselves, we're growing in the Lord. Does that make sense? 
Does that make sense that both things are happening? We are growing in our understanding of the Lord. We are growing in our faith. We, we grow constantly. It's, it's called sanctification. It's, it's called that, that process of being set apart, that process that God, is, that God is doing a work in each one of us, and yet the church is growing by the living stones being added to the spiritual house. And, it, and now listen to these words. It says, a holy priesthood, a holy priesthood, and you know, of all the things that we could say about the priest, the one thing that the priest had was access to God. And you know, we have access to God. We have access to the high priest. We have access to Jesus Christ. And it says, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And you may wonder, what are these spiritual sacrifices? What are these things that we're able to offer up? Go to Matthew 25 with me for a second. Matthew 25. I'll start, uh, I'll start in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and He will... S- and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them assuredly I say to you inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren you did it to me then he will also say to those on the left hand depart from me you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels for I was hungry and you gave me no food I was thirsty and you gave me no drink I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me And then they will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, did did and did not minister to you? And and here's the and here's the point of this thing. That when we do things for others, we are doing spiritual sacrifices unto the Lord. When we do it, when we do it with a mind, with a mind of sharing the gospel, with a mind of sharing the love and the grace of Jesus. We are doing, and, and you know what? It comes in many forms. It could, come, it could come in the form of giving somebody a ride. It could come in the form of giving somebody money that you have. Maybe you don't have enough to give, but you give it anyway. Maybe it could come in the form of praying. It can come in so many different ways. We just have to be looking for those ways to serve others, for those ways, for those ways that, you, you know, something... In Colossians, it says that we are to do everything as unto the Lord. We are to do everything as unto the Lord. And, and with, that, with that in our mind, with that in our mind, and with that in our understanding of the fact that, we, you know what? We, we can serve the Lord in so many ways. We can, we can present, 
We, we can have an opportunity to present the gospel in so many different ways. We simply, we simply have to avail ourselves. And then it goes on. He says, therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. And, and, and now think about, first of all, let me just tell you about the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the head cornerstone. Okay, it is the stone, it is the stone by which the walls, by which two walls come together. Okay, and, and if, it is, if it is not laid properly, there is a chance that the building will fall. In, in other words, in other words, if Jesus is not a part of this house, this house will fall. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And, and, the, and we think about the builders that rejected him and all that, who are they? Who are they? Well, they were the Pharisees, the Sadducees. They were the religious leaders of that day who, who rejected him. And, and it says here, behold, I lay in Zion. Where is Zion? Zion is a picture of heaven. Zion is a picture of heaven, of what's being built, of what's being built in the future. It's that, it's, it's that glimpse, it's that glimpse of his second coming. It's that glimpse of what's going to happen. And I gave the Sunday, my Sunday school class a little glimpse of what that's going to look like. I don't even have a clue of all that that's going to look like. I just praise God it's coming. I praise God that the king is coming. And it, and it says, a chief cornerstone, elect precious, who is that? Who is that chief cornerstone who is elect and precious? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Praise God, by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. Jesus is precious. But to those who are disobedient, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Remember who I said the builders were? The religious leaders of that, the religious leaders of that day. But you know what? We can carry it a bit further. We can talk about any and every person that has rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna go a couple of places because because we can. And it says, and, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. So so here here is what that is saying to some. To some, it is a it, it is a precious it, it, it is a precious cornerstone. To some, to Jesus Jesus is everything is everything to the believer. Jesus is everything to the believer. We 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 gave our life to the to, to, to the believers in this place. We we've realized our sin. We've realized our neck our nest the necessity of a Savior. We've realized the need to give our hearts and our lives to Jesus and to be forgiven of our sin and to be, and to be cleansed of our unrighteousness and to, be, and, and to be declared justified in His sight. In, in other words, by the shed blood of Jesus, our, our sins can be washed away. We're forgiven of that sin. And, 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 and understand something. Understand something. We can't water down sin anymore. We can't water down the message of the gospel. We can't water down sin we got to call sin, sin. And we got to deal with it accordingly. We've got to deal with it accordingly. And, and, and here's the point. So you've got the, people, you've got the people who understand who Jesus is, who has accepted Jesus, and, and Jesus is precious, is precious to them because, because we know who Jesus is. And we know what Jesus has done for us. And, and, and we are trying to become more like him each and every day. And we are trying to make him known to a lost and dying world. Okay, but, but, then, but then you have this other group. 
You see, because I talked about in Sunday school this morning, the two kingdoms, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of Satan. Okay, you're a part of one or you're a part of the other. Okay, there is no in-between. There is no in-between the two kingdoms. There is you're a, you're a part of the kingdom of heaven or you're a part of the kingdom of Satan. Okay, and, and so here, here the, the, the cornerstone becomes a stone of stumbling. In other words, Jesus is a stone of stumbling. Jesus is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is an offense to certain people. And it, and it says they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. So what is it saying? It's saying that there are people that hear it and reject it. There are people that hear it and reject it. And, and, and you, may, you, may wonder, you may wonder about people that have never heard. Well, our world is changing. Our world has changed in a way that, you know what, there's a good chance. There's a good chance that every person with technology the way it is will have an opportunity to at least hear. To at least hear. But you know, even the Bible says that every person knows that there is a God. Romans 1 says every person knows that there is a God. And, and, and so, as we think about this, a person has rejected of their own free will. Do you understand that? A person rejects of their own free will. They're the ones that have rejected. They're the ones that have not received the gospel. And, and, and here's the thing. So, 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 what, so, so what is it, what is it that, see, it says that the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. See, in 1 Corinthians it says that the cross is foolishness to the natural man. The cross is foolishness to the natural man. And, and, and we can get it, we can, Jesus had just come out of the wilderness. He had just come out of the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. He, he, goes, he goes into his own hometown. He goes into his own hometown, and he's teaching in the synagogue. And, you know, they thought it was great at first. They thought it was great at first. But by the time he finished, by the time his, he finished, guess what they were? They were full of wrath. They were full of wrath and, and were doing everything they could to get him out of the city. Because, see, the gospel is offensive. The gospel is offensive to those who are lost. To those who are lost, the gospel is offensive. Now, let, let me say something to the church. Let that be the only offense that people experience when they come in this place. Let that be the only offense that people experience when they come into this place. Let the gospel, and, and, and by the way, I read something, I read something in um, Danny, Frank's, Danny Frank's book that says, you know, the gospel is like a lion. And what the church has decided to do is the church has decided to put the lion in a cage and then to, to put guards all around the cage to protect the lion. And, 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 what, and, and what needs to happen is the cage needs to be opened up and the lion needs to be able to do what the lion, but only the lion can do. The gospel can speak for itself. We, we don't have to change the gospel. We don't have to do all the things we try to do, dressing it up and all this kind of stuff. We just, need to let the, we just need to share the gospel and let the gospel do what only the gospel can do. That's the word of God. That's the word of God that changes, that changes people's lives. Let nothing, that let nothing we do be the offense. Now, I, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. Everybody on my leadership team is going to go, hey, well, but the thing is, I can tell you right now. The first offense that people experience when they drive into this place is our parking lot. Our parking lot is offensive to people. 
Some people have to, some people have to navigate, have to navigate the broken pieces so they don't fall flat on their face. Now, we're going to deal with that. We're, we're, we've decided we're going to deal with it. Okay, we're going to deal with that. And we're going to need your help to deal with it. We're going to need your help to deal with it because, because you, you know, there are some that say the sermon starts in the parking lot. Well, if the sermon starts in the parking lot, then, then we got some work to do. Okay? And we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. Okay? Just hold on. We're going to get it done. Okay? And, and, and then you sit there and, and you say, well, well Pastor, what, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Well, the question is, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Guests? We got some guests here this morning. Okay? We got some guests here this morning. Praise God for guests. I, I, I love having guests coming into this place. And, 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 and here's the thing. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the guest the question. I'm going to ask the guest the question, and I'm going to say, do you feel welcome? Did you feel welcomed into this place? Did you, do, do you feel, or is it something you haven't figured this place out yet? You haven't figured it out because you, you know what? Um, and, and, and heaven forbid, heaven forbid that anyone should say, you know what? Nobody welcomed me. Nobody loved on me. Nobody did any of those things. No, nobody did any of those things. So, so church, so church, I say this to you. Do you know we have guests in our midst this morning? Do you know we have guests in our midst this morning? Okay, and, 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 and again, what have you done? Now, I've already set the stage for what you're going to do. Okay, but I want to know what have you done? And, and so, again, that we, that nothing we do would be the offense to people that would prevent them from ever hearing the gospel. Because if we do something to block that hearing, to block that hearing, what have we done? We prevented them from hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. We prevented them from hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you know what? If, that, if that's what causes them to stumble, if that's what causes them to get mad, if that's what causes, if the gospel is what causes them trouble, then you know what? I'm okay with that. Because you know what? I know that the gospel, I know that the gospel will speak for itself. The gospel, the gospel, the, Jesus... <laughs> God demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That in our worst, in our worst state, in our worst state, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that we have done, there's nothing that we have done that keeps us from the love of Jesus, that keeps us from the forgiveness of Jesus. Nothing, as long as we have breath. As long as we have breath. If we die without Jesus in our life, if we die without Jesus in our life, guess what? We have committed that sin leading unto death because there's absolutely nothing we can do after we've died. Folks, I did one of my most, I did one of the most difficult funerals this week. One of the absolute most difficult funerals this week. Because you know what? No one could assure me, no one could assure me that that man knew Jesus. No one. And that, that was heartbreaking. That was heart-wrenching to me. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which, also, to which they also were appointed. But look what it says. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now, now I want you to understand something. Let's go back to Exodus. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 19 for a minute. Exodus chapter 19. 
Look at what it says. Exodus chapter 19. Let's start in verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my, com- my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Who was he talking to right there? Who was he talking to? He was talking to the nation of Israel. He was talking to the nation of Israel. He was talking to that chosen nation. He was talking to people. He was talking to people who would reject him, who would reject his word, who would who would do apostasy against him and, and all of these different things. Go with me to go go with me to Hosea for a moment. Hosea chapter six. I want to read something there to you. Hosea chapter 6 says, Come and let us return to the Lord, for He has torn, but He will heal us. He has stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days He will revive us again. On the third day He will raise us up, that we may live in His sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will, he will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. And and as you, as you read through, he says in verse 10, I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There is harlotry of Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed for you when I return the captives of my people. And, and if, you, if you read through, and, and then, it, and then in, ver, in chapter 8, verse 14, it says this. For Israel has forgotten his maker and has built temples. Judah also has multiplied fortified cities, but I will send fire upon his cities, and it shall devour his palaces. I want you to understand something. He's talking about his chosen people right there. He's, cho- he's talking about the nation of Israel who, who, turned, who turned away from the Lord, who turned away from the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. God still loves His chosen people. God still loves the nation of Israel. But there's a time coming, and I, and I spoke a little bit about it earlier. The church has taken Israel's place. The church has taken Israel's place in this age. In this age. And, 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 here's, and, and here's, the, here's, here's the thing... Because see these words, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You've got to understand the people who the people who the Jews hated the most have become who God's talking about right now, who, who his word is talking about right now, who Peter's writing about right now, and that's the church. The church has become, has become that chosen generation, has become that royal priesthood. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The great tribulation is coming. 
The great tribulation is coming. What's the great tribulation about? The great tribulation is all about Israel being restored, being restored as his chosen people. Okay? That's coming. That's coming. And and they will, and and they they I, I praise God, I, I happen to be a pre-tribulationist, okay? If you're different, then you can we can argue about it, but you know what? It's okay. We can argue about that one. I happen to think the church is gone. That the word tells us that the church is gone before the tribulation begins. Okay? That the church will be raptured and then the tribulation will begin. And the tribulation is all about Israel. It's all about Israel coming to a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. Okay? But, but you've got to understand, this is, this is a big deal. This is a big deal what Peter's talking about. Talking to the church, talking to the church as once the Jewish nation, Israel, was talked about. But, but Israel walked away from God. Israel walked away from God in the, in the sense they didn't believe Jesus. They didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They didn't believe that the Messiah had come. And so, and so they, willingly, they willingly walked away from the Word. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. In other words, the Gentiles were hated, were hated by God's chosen people. They were hated and despised. You, you know, the one, thing, the one thing I'll never forget, uh, the, pastor's wife and, um, the pastor's wife and Deepa Hani saying, saying one day, she said, we are the most despised people on the earth. Why would God send missionaries to us? And, and, and the answer is because God loves you. Because God loves, because God loves his creation. God loves all people. God loves all people. That's the reason he sent his son. And if he hadn't sent his son, then, then we couldn't be right with him. If Jesus hadn't come, if Jesus hadn't laid his life down, hadn't laid his life down for us. But there are still some that are at odds with him because they have not accepted him. and said, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. That's who we are. We're only passing through. We're only passing through this place, right? We're only passing through. This is not our home. Be careful how deep you dig your stakes, okay? Abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. And you, and you know what? You would think of this as all sexual sin, but it's, it's, any sin that, that it's any sin that wars against us. It's anything that wants to ensnare us, entrap us. It's, it's those fleshly lusts. It's those things that we used to do. You hear what I'm saying? Those things we used to do before we became a believer, okay? And, and, and the thing is, we've just got to steer clear of those things which can trip us up or, or can give us a bad testimony before men. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? You, you know something? I, w- I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. Oh, let me finish reading first. Then I'll tell you something. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Okay, so let's, let's break that down a little bit. Okay, so conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Okay, so, so, so here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so we, so we need to deal with sin, okay? The, the presence of sin is still with us. Okay, so we, so we have to deal with it. And, and, and as Christians, we've got to deal with it. Okay, so, so I've got two friends. I've got two friends. One is a Christian. And this is real. This is not, I, this, I'm not making up some story. This is real. I got two friends. It might be, I, I got a few more than that, but I got two friends. One is a Christian and one is not. Okay? And these two friends are mad at each other. These two friends are mad at each other. Well, I had an opportunity yesterday to say to the 
unbelieving friend, you need to get, you need to get right with this man. And you know what he told me? He said, I tried, but he'll have nothing to do with it. So now guess what I gotta do? Now I gotta go, now I gotta go to this one. And I gotta say, you gotta get right with this guy. Okay, because you know what? Things, ain't, things are messed up. When you two are upset at each other, things are just, me- I mean, but, but you see, but, but I shouldn't have to come over here. I shouldn't have to come over here, should I? Now, I mean, you know, it's easy to answer right now because, see, you're not, the, you're not the one over here that I'm talking about. If you were the one over here I was talking about, you wouldn't be looking at me right now. In fact, in fact you'd, you, you might get up and walk out or you might get up and be mad at me and whatever. I mean, but do but you see what I'm saying? But you see what I'm saying? Because y- y- you know what? Enough is enough. So, so, so here's the thing. But, and, and, and again, what, what, what is the world seeing? Okay, you, you, know, you know what I'm referring to here, unbeliever, believer, okay? What, what's the world seeing? What's the world seeing? The world's seeing, you know, different than any of the rest of us. You're not a lick different. You're not, you know what? We've been called to be set apart. We've been called to be holy. Be holy as I am holy. We've been called, we've been called, and you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there is, that, that, that it's tough to be a Christian. But you know what? It's time to be a Christian. It's time, it's time to do things differently than the world's doing. Because, because how, how else are we going, how else are we going to show the world who Jesus is that lives through us? Who Jesus is. Now, I want you to understand something. They blamed the Christians for burning Rome down. Okay, Nero, they, they, they actually, I wasn't there. Okay, I was not the fire investigator on this one. But they say Nero did it. They say Nero is the one that actually burned the city and then blamed the Christians. And he was just nutty enough that he could have done it. Okay, he could have done it. But the thing is, they blame the Christians, and then all the Christians are the enemy of the city. Because, see, the, the, Rome, did, Rome didn't understand Christianity. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't understand Jesus. They just carried out that, that diabolical deed. But, so, 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 what, so, so what do we... What do we glean from this as pilgrims and sojourners who are trying, who are trying to have honorable conduct before the Gentiles? Okay, so, so it's, it's you, you know what? Know the Bible. Know what the Word says and how we, ought, how we ought to be. And let's be that way. And let's be that way. And oh, by the way, just because we, just because we do the right thing doesn't mean we're off the hook doesn't mean that they're, not going to, that they're not going to lash out at us. I'm going to tell you, we live in a world, I, I, can't even, I can't even really describe it. I can't really describe what I see, what I see when I take the time to waste my time and watch the news. When I take the time to watch the news, I can't, I can't tell you what I'm seeing other than a divided nation. Other than a divided nation, other than a divided world, I, and, and, so, and, and, and so here's the thing. And so here's the thing. See, and, 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 and something you got to understand. If one Christian, if one Christian does that, goes out, and you remember when, you remember when the, the man bombed the, 
abortion clinic. You remember down in Georgia? Remember when that happened? And then they found out that this man was professed to be a Christian. Now, do you understand what, that, what happened to Christianity right then? Was everybody got labeled. Everybody got labeled as hate mongers. You know, and, and, and I want you to understand something. They're, they're not going to like, they're not going to like the message of the gospel. Okay, they're not going to like what the gospel says. But again, that's not our problem. That's not our problem. Let's make sure, let's make sure that it's the gospel message that they don't like as opposed to me because I do stupid things. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful, and, but we cannot be surprised when the, world, when the world does this to us, says these things to us, but yet look at what, 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 what can happen with it. When they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, okay? In other words, do you know, do you know that you're being watched? You know you're being watched? Do you know that you're being listened to? Do you know, and, 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 and let me share something with you, and let me share something with you. Let me just bring it down. Let's boil it down to your home, okay? I want to boil it down to your home. I'm not, th- I'm not talking about the people outside of your home right this minute. I'm just talking about the people inside of your home right this moment. They are watching you. And if, you are doing, if you're doing the right things, they're seeing it. If you're doing the wrong things, they're seeing it. And the question is, as they grow up, and as they mature and get older and become adults themselves, what will they do? What decisions will they make? And I'll just say it like this. Where'd they get that from? Where'd they get that from? Whether it's the, whether it's the good or whether it's the not so good. Whether it's, and, and you know what? I, like I say, we can't water it down. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And, if, and, and you know what? Praise God. Praise God. You, you know what? He came and he lived a perfect life on this earth. Lived a perfect sinless life on this earth. And they put him on a cross. And they nailed him to that cross. And he died on that cross. He had done nothing wrong, but he died like a criminal. He died like a criminal. Now, why did he die in that way? Because God, because God sent him to die. God sent him to die. Sent him to suffer over the, over the disgust and the wickedness and the vileness and the, the, hor- the horrific aspect of sin. He died a terrible death. He died a terrible death and shed his blood and shed his blood so that that sin could be covered and that sin could be forgiven. But you know what? We gotta, we gotta recognize that. We gotta know that we're a sinner. We gotta know that we need salvation. We gotta know that we need forgiveness. We gotta repent. And, and, once, and once we do that, he has promised us that he would come in. He has promised us that he would cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
He has promised us that we would be called the children of God, the sons of God. And, and, and you know what? So you wonder what that day of visitation is? You wonder what that day of visitation is? That's a, that's a twofold day. I mean, it's a, it's a multifaceted day. But here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is for the unbeliever that becomes a believer, okay? The unbeliever that becomes a believer, guess who they got visited by? Y- y'all are so scared, you won't even answer me. Jesus. They got met by Jesus, okay? The, the day of visitation occurred right there when they became a, went from an unbeliever to a believer, okay? They met Jesus. Now, there's going to be another day of visitation because Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Remember the church? Whoop. Okay. I could tell you my helicopter, my helicopter story. That's my closest thing to a rapture I've ever experienced, but I won't tell it today. But the thing is, but whoop. Uh, okay, so, but church goes, but the day of visitation at the white throne is going to be a horrible day. I heard cries this week. I heard cries this week was, that was the closest, that was the closest thing to what I believe wailing and gnashing of teeth is going to sound like. And I'm going to tell you something. It was terrible. It was, it was terrible to hear that. And, and, and the, person, the person that did that might not think that they were sending me a message. But I was, I was being sent a message of how horrible it's going to be for those who never accepted the Lord in their lifetime. And if that, if that doesn't stir us to evangelism, if that doesn't stir us to go share the gospel with people, I don't, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for how your word speaks. Lord, and I pray, I pray that the gospel, I truly pray that the gospel has gone forth in this place this morning. I pray that those that needed to hear it have heard it. I pray that nothing has gotten in the way of their hearing. And Lord, we'll trust you, we'll trust you to do with the gospel what only the gospel can do. And Lord, um, and Lord, I just thank you and praise you. I thank you and praise you for who we are in you. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Lord, Lord, I pray, I pray that for Israel. I pray that they will come to a saving knowledge of you. I wish it didn't have to be through that time of tribulation, but Lord, you know best. But Lord, I I pray for each and every lost person in our lives. I pray, Lord, that we, I pray, Lord, that we would have the compassion that you have and that, Lord, we would share with them with everything we've got And allow the gospel to be the gospel and to do what the gospel can do. 
Lord, we love you and we praise you in your most precious name.